This is the After Party, live with Jim McAllister and John Daly. Afternoon, Kim. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Uh, yes, I can. Awesome. <laughs> you sound soft. Yes, I can. Do I sound soft and mellow? You sound a little sultry. Good morning, Ooh. John Daly. Good afternoon Hello, to Kim you. McAllister. How's it Hello. going? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to see your face and your um your shirt kind of matches our slow moving beachy oh, yeah, background. Right? Yeah. yeah. Hi. Hi. I you know it's funny. I I know I talked to you yesterday, but I didn't talk to you that much last night. Usually sometimes we'll text back and forth, and I've yeah. been missing it. And so I've missed uh, you and it's good to see you. Sometimes I figure you've passed out because you've been working on three different shows. Sometimes, sometimes like driving kids all over the place. Sometimes and you feel sick like a kid, and sometimes, sometimes you, don't. you don't. Because, um, yeah. So here we are on the after party live. Welcome to it. It is a uh, time to lighten things up a little bit, kind of share some interesting stories that maybe won't horribly depress you. Uh, yeah, it's which been, is uh, uh, what it's we, been a heavy week. It has been a heavy week. So we're going to, you know, we have some things that maybe aren't, you know, they call these stories kickers, but they sometimes can be a little deep, but not depressingly deep, right? Right. right. Yeah, that's what we're doing. So first things first, if you could click the like button, we'd really appreciate that. If you, you can click the subscribe button, if you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe to the show. That's also free. You just click the subscribe button here on YouTube. And of course, you know, if you are out and about and maybe you can't catch the video portion of the show on YouTube, you can always take us on podcast because we are on all the platforms. John Daly has gone above and beyond. What are we on? Spreaker and Apple, Google, like name a podcast. We're on it. Type in the After Party Live and you can take us in the car like the old days of radio. Yeah, so do that too if you uh, if you don't have time to watch the YouTube show. Just letting we you have know someone that listening in Canada uh, on the iHeart app, I believe, I or love Apple it. Podcasts. Isn't it so yeah. fun when you get people that are international? You're like, hey, look at that, welcome. You know, I had um, an interaction this morning that wasn't so fun. So you know, oh. I like to run at run down and get some coffee before the show. Yeah. And today, I you know I was kind of in a hurry, I'm wearing sweatpants, right, and. <laughs> I normally don't wear flip-flops, but, you know, I had to get down there quick. So I put on the flip-flops and I got the gray sweatpants and it's only a few blocks and I, I get there and I order, order my coffee. And there's this regular who I always kind of pops up on me, kind of like a character out of Seinfeld, <laughs> right? He always pops up behind me. Hi, John. And like Tim <laughs> Watley. And, and he always wants Hello, to talk about... Hello, Daily. He always want, wants to intercept me. And a lot of times I just want to, you know, I want to walk uh, work on the show. You know, right. after the show's over, I go there again. I just want to get and, in and uh, get out. Or mm-hmm. sometimes I want to sit there and I just want to work on the show or I want to relax. Yeah. And he always wants to talk. And he, it would be one thing if it wasn't conspiracy theories. But he immediately goes oh, into conspiracy no. theories or he starts with something else. But anyway, so I already don't like this guy. Like, he's not a bad person. It's just he's really annoying. So yeah. I'm interacting with the barista. I'm trying to get my order, trying to get out. He turns to me in front of everybody. He's like, you're looking awfully casual today. Oh, <laughs> thank you for <laughs> the judgment, at, sir. And I'm, like, and, and I'm like, you know what? I really don't like you, buddy. And I, I held it together. But uh, yeah. You, do you ever have that, that those uh, people who are like, they're not mean. They're just really annoying. And you don't want to make them feel bad, hmm. but you avoid them. Kind of like yeah. avoiding somebody in the in the in the foyer of a building, yeah. you know, 
and, and running to the escalator. <laughs> we don't have an escalator. In my elevator. world, it's more this isn't like Tower. the mom in the pickup line who talks forever about nothing. You know, when you have yeah. things to do and places to be, but you know when you see her coming, like you're going to yeah. be there for a while. Yeah. That's kind of like this show. The... <laughs> Sorry. We talk forever about nothing. <laughs> We're looking at all the Seinfeld references coming on. You're welcome. Um, if you want to email us for whatever reason. I don't know mm-hmm. why you'd want to, but yeah. You, you know, have one of those long chit chats. No, you can chit, email chit, us. Chit. It's john chit, at chit, the after party dot live. Albert, why is Kim talking right now? <laughs> <laughs> And Kim at the afterparty.live. We are happy to uh, to take your messages and, and go back and forth with that. All right. So let's talk about this bear who's a bit of a thief. Yeah. Every time I cut video, I'm like, oh, I have to replace the bear video we already have because it's called oh. Bear. <laughs> we have a new video <laughs> called Bear. Yeah. This bear likes to steal fish sticks, strawberry of syrup. Of course. Oh. Who doesn't want strawberry syrup from a garage fridge? So uh, I didn't realize this is actually Florida, but a Florida man, uh, in, in this case, it wasn't the Florida man who was uh, breaking and entering. Uh, he interrupted a big bear snack when he found the animal stealing fish sticks and strawberry syrup from his garage. And I cut, this is a five minute video. I've cut it down to one minute, um, but let's check it out. Did that work? He's right here. He's huge. What's he eating? So they're looking at the entrance of the garage. And there's a bear. Oh, breaking he's into something. Enormous. No, get ready. Oh, at least he's looking it up. What's he got there? That is strawberry. We have strawberry syrup. Strawberry syrup. Oh my god. Oh. Okay. <laughs> now, in this case, would you be that close to a bear? Or would you go inside? You have to unmute. And now here's uh Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Away. They're way too Hold close to that bear. Again. Way too close. And I like how they were kind of contemplating during the course of the, the video. They're like, uh, do you have the door open? Like, are we ready to like just run? Like as if you're going to outrun a bear. Yeah. They were way, he was way too close though. Yeah. I mean, you saw when the bear looked over at him, like the bear yeah. was annoyed. Like, and he actually said at some me. point in the video, he's like, Oh yeah, when he looks right at you, it's 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 kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, <Back> you away. <laughs> it's not going to take you. him very uh, more than a couple seconds to get to where you are. No. So he had the strawberry syrup, and then he finished off with uh, a package of fish sticks. You know, as bears do, they love fish. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this dog. Okay. This dog was wandering around with a plastic cheese ball container stuck on its head for oh, no. three days. Three oh, days. Hey, buddy. I know. Um, so he was finally, after three days, freed by annual animal rescuers. This happened in Michigan. The last stop animal rescue and sanctuary in Carlton, uh, they found this dog named Cheeto. They named him Cheeto because he was had cheese balls container on his face. He was seen wandering for at least three days with his head stuck in this plastic jug. That oh. you know, three days, no water, no food, because your head is stuck in the jug. Oh, no. I know. They finally caught him. They brought him to the rescue area where the jug was removed. Three he didn't days. Have I any... think I would have cut at least a slice into the the bottom of it to get water in there for him. A little, you know, a little at a time. Well, they couldn't get to the dog. So when, oh, when they finally caught him, then they cut the thing off oh, of his I head. Oh, I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah, but he didn't have any Sorry, ID the tags. Hasn't kicked in. He didn't have any microchip, uh, so they're now hoping to find his 
family. If they can't, then he'll be up for adoption. But yeah, he's a uh, Cheeto has been saved from the oh, Cheeto face. And he's never going to live down that name. You can imagine no. if he knew. He's like, oh man, the guys are all calling me Cheeto. Poor guy. No. Uh, well, you know who else likes Cheetos? Rats. Everybody? Oh. Rats. Well, yeah, everybody. Well, not everybody. I don't really like any cheese, anything with cheese powder. It's like maybe once no, every No, not for you. Year. One, mm. Once a year at somebody's party. I'm never going to buy it myself. It's too yeah. messy. And it's like, as you're eating it, you're like, this is like MSG or like some kind of orange chemical compound that is going to cause cancer, right? My husband bought, or and I don't know how they're organic, organic <laughs> cheese, like organic Cheetos. You know, they're like not Cheetos, but they, they're kind of the supposed to be powder. like well, Cheetos. Well, the cheese, I imagine, is organic, but... Well, they were know. really good, like better than the real thing. Not so. that like anything fried is, you know, going to be healthy, even if it's organic. Um, all the devil. So, all the devil. so there's a rat here. Uh, a Brooklyn man said he was three hours into his drive upstate into upstate New York when he uh, when a rat crawled out from under his hood. And I think it's uh, best explained by this video. Let's check uh, check it out. Holy hell. I just got to way upstate and I brought a rat with me from Brooklyn. Get. <laughs> so the rat from the hood. Is, okay. Oh, he's crawled back into okay. the engine somehow. Go. Oh, I don't know. Oh my God. He's in yeah. the engine compartment. They've pulled over. <laughs> I don't know where it went. Just don't eat my wire. Uh, yeah, don't eat my wires. Because that's what they do. They can get in the cars and they 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 nest in there and they chew and on they the wires. To, and they, they um their teeth always grow. You know this? Ooh, yeah. They really hard teeth, but they keep growing. And so if you have rats in your attic, like my my parents did, they will chew anything. They will chew electric wires and they'll kill themselves. They'll you know they it's like they're constantly needing to like sharpen their uh, teeth or yeah. to white to to wear them down so they don't keep growing. Yeah, I had a a guinea pig once when I was little. Her name was Rosie. And that's why they have you buy the salt tab, salt like circle, salt stones salt for them to chew on so they can wear their teeth down. Okay. And for whatever reason, her teeth weren't and we were new owners. My parents didn't know what they were doing. The, this, Is that just a general statement? In, yeah. I mean, what parents do know what they're doing, right? <laughs> but this this guinea Sorry. pig, its Sorry, teeth parents. grew and it, she died. I was devastated as a little oh. kid when Rosie died. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to bring the party down. Wow. <laughs> uh, that's, I will usually say my, that, that's usually my job. That rat had staying power, though, all the way from yeah. Brooklyn and the, hanging the on to the like, hood of the car. Going on a yeah. trip. Going on a uh, joyride. Square's asking wow. about the shirt, why it says 19. It's not 19. It's 1917. It's from the movie. And it was a uh, it was a T-shirt giveaway from the marketing department. And when you work for a megacorp radio broadcasting comp company and yeah. they're giving something away, you take it. Yeah, free. Because right. you're not going to get anything else. You must that's, take that's it when it comes for the to you. Week. Um, you I know, wanted to follow up on something we talked about yesterday. Um, yeah. We were talking about, uh, a, we, it led into talking about appendix mm -hmm. uh, pain. And remember, yeah. I, I related the story. And when you had your appendix burst appendix. Burst, appendix. Burst, right. Yeah. And then Kathy and Campbell, shout out to Kathy. She mentioned that her daughter went through a similar situation. So she says, my daughter went through a similar situation. She had pain in the left side for a, quite a while. It finally got so bad that she went to the hospital after numerous tests. They said they couldn't find anything other than her white blood count being high. One doctor said she could go home and return if she needed to. She decided to stay, and a surgeon agreed to remove her appendix. The biopsy revealed it was enlarged and showed signs of acute appendicitis. And amazingly, 
After surgery, her white blood count returned to normal and the pain stopped. We must always be our own advocates. Glad you are mm-hmm. better as well. And I'm relating this, um, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that Kathy's daughter was okay because yeah. you could die from a reverse appendix. Like I went through it. Yeah. Um, so my advice, which I meant I, I should have said yesterday, and this applies to you, anyone you know in your family, anyone in your orbit, if you ever have unexplained pain in your abdominal cavity in the region, insist on getting medical imaging like CT scan or at least start with an x-ray, but get imaging done. As soon as the Mm -hmm. CT scan was done, I got like an emergency phone call from somebody at Kaiser who was tasked with, you know, looking at the imaging and said, turn around, come back to the hospital immediately, your appendix has burst. Mm -hmm. So immediately when you you get that imaging, they know. So if you have unexplained pain and they say, oh, we think it might be pancreatic, pancreatitis which they that's what they told me but they had no explanation and i know the er doctor i originally had was young he didn't have the experience um as soon as he got the imaging they knew they knew what it, was. it could save your life so if you especially you know people in their 20s it's usually when it happens right 20s 30s i guess it could happen at any age anytime yeah i you know and and, and i don't know if this is more particular with kaiser or not yeah. But it seems like in some cases they make money by not ordering tests, right? So the less tests they order, the more money they yeah. save. Where, you know, that's why you need to be your own advocate. And you need I think to... it really depends on the doctor. I've actually seen yeah. doctors who in general will say in their bio, their Kaiser bio will say like, um, I don't like to run too many tests because it's unnecessary and, you know, causes right. discomfort for a lot of patients and whatnot. Um, but if again, if you're not getting what you want you, right. you do have to advocate for yourself this is just general adv- advice and uh, push for it but i think uh, that's really important because it could save your life it could and that's really important advice so i'm gonna continue to bring the party down okay down, down i like this down. role reversal it's like opposites day <laughs> i i mentioned this earlier on the news on mark's show but let's get a more in-depth Dorothy died. You know, Dorothy was the 104-year-old oh, no. lady yeah, who Dorothy. Was, set a skydiving record. She, yeah, yeah. Her name is Dorothy Hoffner. And she, she did this. Look at how cute she is. She well, was. She did this skydive. And it was uh, Guinness World Record as the oldest person to ever jump from a plane. So just a couple of days after she jumps and sets this record, she was found dead on Monday morning by staff at the Brookdale Lakeview Senior Living Community. I guess she died in her sleep on Sunday night. Maybe she set her record. She did all she needed to do. She had this wonderful experience. Or maybe it was too much for her body. Who knows? Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to bring up, if you didn't bring up the ladder, I'm like, it's great that she set her record. But like, if you say she was walking, you know, she was using a walker. Um, mm-hmm. that's a lot of force upon anyone's body, right? So if you're frail and, you know, probably at the point where osteoporosis is an issue or, you know, you're, I don't your know. She didn't have any broken bones. She seemed all yet, right. Yet. But what I'm saying yeah. is like your body has gotten to the point where obviously everything's diminished. Yeah. Um, that might've just kind of pushed well, her over the edge in terms the of the nurses. Her, uh, Nurses say she was indefatigable. She kept going. She was yeah. not someone who would take naps in the afternoon or not show up for a function or dinner or anything else. She was always there. She was always present. She was always one of these people that was going, going, going always. Yeah. Uh, well, you Hoff- know what? She died doing what she wanted to do or right after. Af- after, <laughs> yeah, she, after she jumped, she said age is just a number. Um, Her very first jump out of a plane was at 100 years old. 
So from a 100 to 104, she didn't stop in taking up new hobbies and doing new things. She said she had no intention of breaking the record, no interest in any publicity or anything. She wasn't doing it for any other reason than she just wanted to go skydiving. So Very cool. So uh, salute to Dorothy Hoffner. Yeah, at, at 104. Awesome. An inspiration to a lot of people. You get to that age, it starts sounding like a radio station. 104.1. <laughs> 104 Dorothy. So <laughs> Dorothy I, Radio. Found, I found this That's story. Probably a thing somewhere. I don't know why I'm doing two in a row, but I found this it's story. Fine. It's two in a row because you're on 104.1 <laughs> Dorothy. <laughs> this new employee survey reveals and what they I mean, it's not only the most hated Barry tech CEOs, it's also the most liked. Oh, I think I so have a picture. Oh, <laughs> there he is. So this this um survey done by blind which is an anonymous networking site that a lot of tech worker tech workers really love oh look at that's nice mark zuckerberg there they ran this poll style survey and they talked to more than thirteen thousand tech workers in august and they asked employees for opinions on their company's ceo a lot of these tech firms have had layoffs lately. So that's important to remember. Their stocks have gone down because, you know, it's kind of been a rocky year. They look very um, sneaky in this photo, like they're planning more layoffs. They do. They look like they're talking that's about that. Sender, you know. Sender mm-hmm. Pichai from uh, Google. On the left yeah. Uh, so they, you had to be able to prove that you worked at this tech company that you were ranking, right? You had to have a corporate email address that they were asked, do you approve or disapprove of the way your CEO is handling their job? You could say, I strongly approve, I somewhat approve, I somewhat disapprove, I strongly disapprove, or no opinion. The results include only firms where at least 100 employees responded. And here's what they show is what we have here. Um, The folks at San Jose's Western Digital, not a single vote of approval. David Gokler is his name. He didn't get any votes of confidence. The company laid off more than 200 Bay Area workers in June, but Gokler's compensation comp- compensation package was really high. He made 3,332 times what his median employee made. All right. Only 4% of X, formerly known as Twitter respondents, approved of Linda Yaccarino, who uh, is what Who's that's who Musk picked to lead the company, right? Most people didn't like the her leadership people. style. Only the best. Sixteen percent of ex workers marked they had no opinion, right? Four percent. She gets a four percent approval rating, basically. Zoom CEO Eric Yuan cut his own salary by ninety eight percent as he laid off thirteen hundred employees in February. February. Thank you, Mr. Burns. But workers at the San Jose video conferencing firm. They had they they had this end of work from home policy at Zoom fresh in their minds yeah. when they took the survey. So Yuan only got a seven percent a positive approval rating, right? Yeah. Um others, Sundar Pakai of Google, twenty-six percent approval rating. Salesforce's Mark Benioff gets a twenty-nine percent approval rating. LinkedIn, Pinterest, uh, DocuSign, Roku, Block, Splunk, and PayPal, all with scores between 20 and 30%. Mark Zuckerberg of Meta gets a 45%, so a little better for him. Netflix CEO, co-CEOs Ted Sarandos and Greg Peters get a 47%. Peloton's Barry McCarthy a 50%. 
at NVIDIA, where the stock is the AI company, right? The stock has just shot up. Jensen Huang got a 96% approval rating. Yeah, they, so, make the, uh, they make the microchips, the graphic processors that are being you used. Know, um, you know who else scored really high is Tim Cook over at Apple, 83%. So, you know, I'm, I, I was guess, surprised by the um, Zuckerberg rating. What did you say, 45%? Four, yeah, 45%. Do you, that's, do you think that's just because everyone's, you know, drank the Kool-Aid? They're in the maybe, metaverse. They're chilling. It may be good bonuses. It may be they... People like the way they handle things during the pandemic with the work from home. Uh, or maybe they see him tr trying to, you know, bring in new technology and move the company forward. I don't know. Or, or maybe they're just scared. <laughs> or maybe he's a nice guy when he walks through the office. Yeah, when he's not in the metaverse. Um, yeah. So even as job uh, creation surges, Americans still think the economy stinks. Are you in that camp? Do you still feel like the economy is uh, so listen, wonky? It's it's. I know. What if I, what if I put this up on the screen? Yeah, I know that their job creation has been great, but it's mostly jobs that don't pay very much, right? Meanwhile, every time you go to the grocery store, it's a hundred dollars for five items. Gas yeah. is through the roof. So I understand that the economy is technically doing well, but for day-to-day -day people that are just trying to survive it, when we right. go to the grocery store, we go to the gas station, things that, you know, we have to do to survive in this world, it's way, way expensive. As a matter of fact, my, I, I might have mentioned my dad is was thinking of moving closer to family. He's getting older. He's right. in a place where he's not surrounded by people that can easily step in to help if he needs it. And I'm trying to convince him to move closer to me. And he said, Kim, I just, it's so expensive. There's all this tax on everything and prices are, you know, I have to pay 25 to 30% more probably for things than I'm paying in Oregon. Yeah. So, and there are other things like car insurance. Yeah. When I went to San Diego, it was, I think it was two thirds or no, maybe it was like one third the cost of San Francisco. It was, it was a crazy, huge difference. Yeah. Um, but this is an article in CNBC, and they're saying if if healthy jobs picture uh, is the cornerstone of a healthy economy, then why do so many people feel like things are terrible? The answer right. is what you were talking about: inflation. While uh, while mm -hmm. heading lower in terms of annual pace, it's still far more than most people can stand. Uh, aggregate economic statistics sometimes don't reflect what people are living day to day. The U.S. economy has added more than 2.3 million jobs. That's what you're talking about. The unemployment rate is still below four percent. And there are nearly 10 million open positions out there for anyone still looking for work. But like you said, you know, you may get a job, but you're paying maybe 70% more for something, 80% mm -hmm. more. Um, a lot of the costs here in the city have doubled. So basically your your quality of, of, of life, your standard of living has plummeted in terms of what you can buy. Especially, I don't even know how people have families. I don't know how you do it. I can barely keep up as a single person, you know? Yeah, everything's really expensive. And that's the thing is... You know, you hear people at these Trump rallies. I know that um, Michael Schur has been interviewing people at various Trump rallies around the country. Yeah. And they talk about, oh, um, the economy was better when Trump was president because things cost less when Trump was president. But that doesn't mean he did a better job as president. So if that's your only thing, your only, you know, metric that you're looking about how, mu how much things cost you. Well, pen I, uh, inflation was already on its way up. And yeah. I, here's the thing. I don't, I don't give Democratic presidents credit for the economy, and I don't give Republican presidents, you know, uh, the, the claim of like, oh, the economy is doing great. 
a lot of these economic factors, we've talked about it before, these changes, these economic cycles, they take years. They they take a long time to affect the cost of oil is driven by, is on a, a worldwide scale. So are there things that you can do to impact the economy? Yes. Is there a direct connection between, you know, President Biden becomes president and also the economy changes? No. Right. Unless he's doing something drastic to hurt the economy, which is not the case. So they don't get the credit and they shouldn't get all the they shouldn't get all right. the credit and they shouldn't get all the because blame. Because as you mentioned, they're t- they're taking credit for the things the policies the last guy put into place, right. which you're now finally seeing the effect of. Right. Especially if they I were like know. tax cuts or taxes were raised in the previous administration. That's just goofy. So let's stop with that game. It's a co- the economy is complex and it, yeah. it, this whole team sports thing is uh, ridiculous, but you have a follow-up kind of connected story to this. I do, but just on this story, I, you know, I just want to point out also that it's while everything's also more expensive with interest rates going up for anyone yeah. carrying credit card debt, then you're the the interest rates rise. So now then it's hard, more hard, difficult to pay off your debts, right? And and it's and then you have to rely on credit cards, some people, to buy the things that you need. And yeah. then it's just it's just the spiral that puts people into debt and poverty sucks. Uh, well, it is your job to bring us down today, so I actually should give you well, credit. Thank you. Well, let me go ahead and kiss continue with that, because <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of a case in point situation. There's this okay. company in is a Oakland. Happy story? No, oh. they've been in business for 34 years. It's called Uhuru. I've heard of them before. I've never been here, but it's this furniture uh, store that offers apparently some of the best deals in the Bay Area, and they are shutting down forever on October 22nd. Again, almost 35 years in business. They say, oh, and by the way, this is a a company that both of its stores, one of them in Oakland, um, the other one in Philadelphia, they are run by the African People's Education and Defense Fund. So they're... uh, some of the money goes back to you know to to good causes they say and this is why they're closing we've been through many ups and downs but we are now facing a situation where the u.s economy is in a crisis throughout the u.s small businesses and large corporations alike are closing their stores skyrocketing rents rising price of gas food and goods across the board have created untenable conditions, especially for African, indigenous, Mexican, and Puerto Rican communities in the United States. Uhuru Furniture has been a historical landmark, uh, despite the fact that it's a community center, saves furniture from landfill, has provided furniture to hundreds of thousands of people over the years. It just cannot continue to cost the nonprofit money, and so they close. That's it. Yeah, the only um, Uhuru that I was familiar with was a communications officer from uh, Star uh, Trek on uh, the Enterprise. That's right. Yes, I, Uhuru. I, not, I did not know that she had a furniture store. Maybe this is uh, her uh, <laughs> her ancestors. Um, well, let's see if we can uh, boost the mood. Bring bring it up, spice it up. Yeah, let's see. Mm-hmm. And what do you, what can you do to boost your mood? There's one thing that might be as good as uh, antidepressants, and this mm-hmm. comes from our favorite people. Is it sex? You know is it people? sex? <laughs> well, maybe, but not in not in public. This is a public no? activity. Oh. Oh. Uh, but this this comes from our favorite people, the, study, the people. study people. The study yeah. people are back, <laughs> running, running, as in like run away, Kim. Running is as effective as medication when it comes to battling depression. I think we have a picture of a runner. But then According you have to, to get sweaty study. and uncomfortable. She looks great. I don't look yeah. that way when I'm running. She doesn't look I uncomfortable. Look, 
I look like hell. My face turns bright red. I'm blotchy. I'm breathing hard. It's yeah. not pretty. She looks amazing. Well, um, well my, my knees don't allow me to run, but you can mm -hmm. do brisk walking. You could go up and down steps. You could use elliptical. You, you find right. something else. Or swimming. Yeah. Swimming's the easiest on your joints. Um, uh, let's see. Along with boosting a patient's physical fitness, researchers um, from this university in Amsterdam with a very difficult to pronounce name determined that roughly the same percentage of in individuals with depression and anxiety experienced improvement after 16 weeks, regardless of whether they were running or taking antidepressants. That's 44%. Participants either joined a supervised running group two to three times a week or were prescribed the SSRI um, acito acetylopram. acetylopram. Mm -hmm. uh, say that five times fast. Most participants <laughs> chose exercise, which not only improved their mental health, but also had the positive effects on their weight, waist circumference, blood pressure, heart function. Conversely, those on antidepressants typically experienced a decline in fitness. Oh. I've seen that myself. And it, it can really kind of um, mess with the... I don't know, all the different rhythms of your body when you're on antidepressants. Um, I'm sure maybe there's somebody in the chat that can uh, speak to that. Yeah. That's what I've heard from friends. Um, researchers add that while many patients like the idea of exercising, consistent participation can be challenging. That's what I found with my weight loss, my weight loss journey here since um, May. You don't have to exercise every day. Like you should get up and walk every day or maybe on my off days I'll stretch. Those would be my stretching days, which means I'll have a better, you know, a better workout the next day in the gym, be able to lift more weight. Um, but for me, three days a week, three days a week, that's all it's taken in terms of, mm. you know, uh, going to the gym. Uh, despite its clear benefits, more participants adhere to taking medication than maintaining a twice weekly exercise routine. So, again, it comes down to, you know, that discipline. Can you do it? And if you really want it, you have to have you have to want it. Yeah, that's interesting that anti they say antidepressants kind of are comparable to if you run. Yeah. That's what we're saying the, the, in the study right. after 16 weeks of, um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that it, it's 44%. So it doesn't, it's not going to apply for everybody. You know if you what, have an extreme though, case of, de of uh, if you, depression, if that's you are really depressed to too, like you probably, it's probably some, the, from what I understand, sometimes if, when people are really de very depressed, it can be hard to get out of bed, Yeah. let alone motivate yourself to get out and run. Right. So it's how you, I, you know, if you didn't have any motivation to get up and, and run, then I think the medications probably just to get yourself well, a lot back of times to the place I've where heard you need to be. Where medication yeah. kind of gets them to that place and then they can wean themselves mm -hmm. off of it once they're, right. they've got those productive habits down. Yeah. Um, but if you're on the edge, a lot of, I mean, you know, depression runs the gamut. There are people who are just slightly yeah. depressed or it comes in and like, it feels like waves are hitting them or it just randomly right. hits. But if you don't have extreme depression, I, and again, I'm not a doctor, but, right. um, you know, there seems to be some cases where just getting those endorphins from running it might be enough yeah. to do the to do the trick. And physical fitness does make you feel better. Every time I leave the gym, yeah. I'm like, I'm on top of the world. I can pound out another half of a, a radio or a YouTube show for us, you know, and get all get everything yeah. done and be super productive. So, you know, when and, uh, oh, it's true that when you exercise, when I've exercised, yeah. It, also, you feel like you don't want to eat the bad stuff. Like you feel yeah. after you've done that, like you've you feel productive. better and like you don't want to yeah. weigh yourself down with a bad right. thing. So you also don't want to waste all that time you just put into working out. <laughs> that's right. But if you feel better, you know, and that's um, it's good for your mental health. Right. And blood, yeah. you get the blood flowing. I feel like it's like the blood's flowing. Um, you know, you, your body's going to be able to recover faster from getting sick, you know.
Yeah. But, God, you make so, me want to get up and move around. You're an yeah, inspiration, you don't John Daly. You You're don't want to be stagnant. That's why even if you, all you can do is like power walking, do it. Yeah. You, you get those steps in, you'll feel better. Move around in your chair right now. Let's, let's do a little exercise. Yeah, Lori uh, says uh, get, uh, start slow, get dumbbells and sit in the chair and start with five minutes before eating something. Yep. Don't set unrealistic goals. Yeah, you have to baby steps. Mm-hmm. Start slow. I We did that story the other day uh, here on the After Party Live where we talked about how if you get up with after you've two minutes after eating and just do some walking around yeah that it's better for your digestive health and right i've been trying to do that ever Good. since so yeah. after after dinner i'm like i'll be the first one to get up and start washing dishes before i would sit there and look at the dishes and go i'm just gonna sit here for a while yeah. and now and i'm digestion, like up, digestion around. needs that yeah. physical movement to actually yeah. work efficiently you know it makes sense if you think about it things gotta move do you want to things take a break? Things gotta breathe and things gotta move. Do you want to go to the next story or you want to take a break? What do you Let's take do? a break and then we'll come back okay. on the after party live. Are you ready? When we come back, we'll talk about excited delirium and the end of that oh. in California. We'll also talk about the greenest cities in America. And there's some uh, California cities that made the list. So we'll talk about oh. all that that is coming up next in the next 30 seconds here on the after party live. The After Party Live is underwritten by our audience, and without you, this show wouldn't be possible. If you can contribute $10, $15, or $20 a month, it would keep this party a rockin'. The PayPal link can be found in the About section of the YouTube channel or at the bottom of the show description. Any dollar amount is appreciated, and it all adds up. On behalf of Kim and myself, thank you for your consideration. Aloha, bitches. It's the After Party Live. Aloha, indeed. Thank you to new contributors. New contributors, Terry T. New contributors. And Mark H. You guys yeah. are super extra awesome. And thank you for being here. Uh, whether you just found us or just contributed, thank you so much yep. for helping and us out. And the super stickers are live super chats if you want to contribute that way. So very nice. And what we yeah. had one super sticker come through today, and that is from, Ooh. I believe, was it? Was it Harry or did we not have one come it's through? Square. Square. What is? Oh wait, no, that oh, was just that's, a question. That, that was his question. Comment. No, it wasn't square. Sorry, not no. square. <laughs> that's it. Anyway, thank no, you I, for I, that. When people ask me questions, yeah. I flag them because I want to make sure we don't mm-hmm. uh, skip them. Yeah, my bad. We can I'm put sorry. a little star in. Okay, so let's move on now because we have uh, this story about excited delirium, which it's it. It's bad that it was ever used like this, but good that we're making it go kind away. Kind of like the last, the 30 seconds of the show. Excited what delirium. Is, what is excited delirium? Well, it is this state, apparently, that... Um, a state? It's a, so it's Florida? A, it's a state. It's a controversial term. Uh, excited delirium or excited delirium syndrome is basically Ooh. a condition where people show sudden signs of aggressive and oftentimes bizarre behavior, including shouting, paranoia, panic, violence toward others, unexpected physical strength, and hyperthermia, and then they die, right? Whoa. For whatever reason. Yeah. It's listed often as excited delirium as a cause of death. That and ex- most of that, the time... That escalated quickly. Yeah, most of the time it's listed to justify excessive force by police, right? Or police shootings. So even the National Association of Medical Examiners took a stand against this controversial term. They in March 23rd on uh, March 23rd came out and said excited delirium or excited delirium syndrome should not be used as a cause of death. It has no legal weight uh but apparently very influential among medical examiners and there was a 
a bill passed in California where uh, that would be illegal then for medical examiners to use excited delirium as a cause of death. And Governor Gavin Newsom signed it. We are now the first state in California uh, in the nation to ban excited delirium uh, as a uh, cause of death. So, you know, one more way to strike down ways to kind of wash or cover up deaths. Excited delirium, by the way, was the main legal defense in trials, including George Floyd, Elijah McCain, Daniel Pride, uh, dozens of others, uh, when people apparently with a history of drug abuse and mental health are placed in high-intensity situations, maximum police restraints, they can grow severely agitated and display feats of super, superhuman strength prior to their heart giving out and dying. Uh, and that is why law enforcement agencies and coroners around the country um, have, you know, use this term, but no longer in California. Uh, Spencer's asking PCP? Whatever, whatever drug, you know, makes you do all these things. PCP, meth, cocaine, a cocktail yeah, of all like of a, the above. It does sound like yeah. an old timey medical term. Got mm -hmm. a case of delirium, like a bad vapor or what are right. they called? Bad vapors or what do they used to Wasn't say? Wasn't it a case of the vapors, uh, but it wasn't it the, <laughs> the delirium that would have, you know, you could put your wife in a mental institution because she had right. delirium. Yeah. Right. Okay. And all the other guys were like, oh, I'm so sorry that your wife has lost her mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, super sticker from Lynn Love. Hi, love. Thank you for that. Yay. Thank you. We Lots appreciate of love it. Love. $5 super sticker. We on the after party live. This is it's an anomaly that we get super stickers. So we're so grateful when they pop through. Thank you so much yes, for that. Thank you so much. Let's talk about the greenest cities in America. We've been holding on to this America. one for a couple of days. So yeah, let's, yeah. let's let it rip. Um, oh, look Sandy, at that. San Diego is considered the greenest city in the country, according to a recent study from these re recent study people. They never quit. Kim. <laughs> no, they're busy. Uh, these are the ones over at Wallet Hub. Green living, according to the personal finance company, means a choice to engage in cleaner, more sustainable habits. I guess like exercising, right? In order yeah. to preserve the planet as much as possible, researchers at Wallet Hub compared the 100 largest cities by population across key indicators, and they were subcategorized into four groups, energy sources, transportation, environment, as well as lifestyle and policy. That seems like five, but okay, we'll call that four. Things that were taken into consideration included factors like water quality, green space, light population, light population, maybe light and population, miles of bicycle lanes, community gardens, presence of plastic bag bans, <laughs> oh, yeah. the number of smart energy initiatives, among several other components. Um, San Diego ranked number one on with a total score of 71.76. Uh, their rank was broke, broken down uh, in terms of greenhouse gases. They were 44th green space percentage, 12th uh, ranking. Uh, annual excess fuel consumption was 23rd. 31st for percentage of commuters who drive, 29th in the rankings for walk score, and 7th in terms yeah. of farmers markets per capita. Nice. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of farmers markets. I love it, San Diego. Yeah, it's nice to visit. Yeah. Um, wasn't huge on living there. A little too conservative Ooh. for me and a little too slow. Yeah, I, I could best describe it as having a bunch of suburbs glued together to oh, form a city. Okay. And a lot because of that, there's a lot of DUI because people live 20 minutes by car, 30 minutes away, and yeah. uh, they'll go home and then um, come back out and uh, mm -hmm. they, they they bring their cars. So unfortunately, that's that's the reality down there. But it's great for a vacation. Um, you know, the beaches are great. If you have warm weather, hotel with air conditioning, perfect. Yeah. But, you know, after I lived there for a while, it's, it's, it's kind of like anywhere. It's like people who live there know 
have a different experience than people who are just mm-hmm. visiting, right? You're just in and out. But anyway, on the list, San Diego was number one. Uh, number two is one of your favorites, Honolulu. Yeah, hey, um, aloha. Hi, Walter. Aloha, aloha oh, Walter's, Walter's in Maui, but yeah. Okay, um, <laughs> number three was Portland, then Washington, D.C. Uh, coming in at number five, Seattle. Number six is San Jose. Hey, hey, look at that. N- number seven, San Francisco. Right uh, on. Number eight, Oakland. A lot of Bay Area here. Number okay. nine, Fremont. All right. Wow. And number 10, Minneapolis. Uh, Sacramento okay. came in at number 12. Just looking down All here. Right. Irvine was 11. And Los Angeles is 22nd. Long Beach is 20th. Stockton, 19th. And I'm looking for any other locals. Um, that looks like about it here. Pretty yeah. good. So, Oh, another quick thank you. I just, Harry, you're awesome. Uh, they'll call it something else just to justify excessive force. Yes. First responders huh. need mental health training. I agree. Yeah. And thank you for the $5. And I also uh, want to say that a lot of people said, you know, we're talking about send your wife away or whatever. It was yeah. called hysteria. Hysteria. Yeah, you yeah. would have hysteria. That's right. So... Um, and thank you again, Harry. Much appreciated. Your husband Lynn, hasn't tried that, has he? Lynn Lowe as well. Not yet. Although, <laughs> what would happen if he tried? Well, get uh, a swift kick to the boy parts, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, um, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize to the male community. <laughs> Let's do some uh, entertainment news. How about some okay. Dolly Parton? Yeah. Dolly Parton. Yeah. Let me. Uh, we like uh, Dolly Parton, don't we? I think everyone loves love Dolly, Dolly Parton. Parton. This is an old, older photo. It's kind of cool. Uh, it doesn't Dolly even Parton look has, like her. Yeah, wow. she's always been true to herself. I think less makeup maybe in there. Even if it got her into some trouble. In an interview with The Guardian, published on Monday, the Jolene songstress revealed that she based her iconic over-the-top appearance off the t- town tramp, a local woman who wore high heels and tight skirts. She was flamboyant. She had bright red lipstick, long fingernails. She had high-heeled shoes like uh, little floating plastic goldfish in the heels of them. Short skirts, <laughs> low-cut tops, and I just thought she was beautiful. So uh, she has all these different looks, right? When people would say she ain't nothing but trash, I'd always say, well, that's what I'm going to be when I grow up. But it turns (laughs) out that her preacher grandfather was one of those people. In fact, Parton said her grandpa used to physically punish her for the way she dressed, but she didn't care. Um, I was willing to pay for it. She said, I'm very sensitive. I didn't like being disciplined. It hurt my feelings so bad Mm -hmm. to be scolded or whipped or whatever. But sometimes uh, there's just that part of you that's willing. If you want something bad enough to go for it, uh, while some of her family looked down at the town tramp as trash, Parton thought the woman represented something else, an escape from the norm. Uh, the singer's mother and just about every other woman in Tennessee in that Tennessee town spent most of their lives making a home and bearing children, which Parton did not want for herself. Mm-hmm. She said, my mom and aunts, I grew up with women knowing how to be good mothers. That's just not what I felt God had in mind for me because somebody's got to entertain those people to write songs about them. Um, she continued, I can write a song as if I had a house full of kids, I could write a song as if I've got a cheating husband, even though I yep. never did. But I know what it's like. I've seen it. I've been around it. There's no thing in this world that's foreign to me that I don't get or understand. Yeah. So as Parton's career got bigger, so did her hair, the number of rhinestones and her dresses. And although she stands behind her fashion choices, the reason she started dressing like that in the first place, uh, it, she says she admits that it was uh, that it sometimes worked against her. So yeah, we love our Dolly Parton. I love Dolly Parton so much. And you know what is interesting about Dolly Parton and Oprah, both women who decided not to have children, but both mm-hmm. women who became these benefactors to children who, you know, kind of almost mother figures to more people than uh, any child they could ever have, have born. 
But right. you have Dolly Parton with this literacy campaign, giving free books to America's children and helping kids out. Also, you know, putting money toward the COVID vaccine. What an amazing person. You might not. She's got a bunch of different ones, too. I don't know. Yeah. John's um, for our podcast listeners. Uh, John's uh, saying, "I wonder if I could recognize her if I saw her." What yeah, I, you might not be able to. And then Oprah also with the founding of schools in different countries and uh, helping children. And yeah, so these women that it's not always you know your anti-child if you decide not to have a child. It's sometimes the people that don't have kids are the people that are the most giving toward children. Yeah, and um, you can be part of the village, right? It takes right. a village, I believe. That's right. That's what I've heard. Um, that's Allegedly. why we call John Daly when we need uh, help putting together a microphone. Remember with Julia's room and you jumped oh, right in, we're helping? Yeah. That's true. And, um, uh, yesterday, Brittany's... after the show, we figured out why your microphone was uh, uh, too low. Oh, yeah, but I was talking about your helping my kids. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying it yeah. never ends, Kim. It never <laughs> ends. When you're in the IT world, now you know why I yeah. try to get out of it. Because <laughs> your phone's ringing and it's your boss. And you're like, I made a mess. Mm. Uh, let's talk about Britney Spears busted for driving without... A Speaking of making a mess, of a driver's license, no oh, proof Brittany of insurance. So, oh no, Brittany, what did you do? She's just got some issues, and I feel bad for her. So, the CHP finds 41 year old Britney Spears commits two infractions on September 10th. Uh, she apparently owes now $1,140 as a result in fines. That's not Oh, that's going to be It'll tough be for fine. her. Yeah. Apparently, she was not in possession of a valid driver's license when she was driving merrily along and pulled over. And Did then she have a fake? She, uh, no fake license, no, no license whatsoever. Apparently okay. not important to drive with the license. Uh, and also uh, violated uh, a violation of failing to provide an officer with proof of insurance. So if she had insurance, she wasn't providing any of it. Uh, Brittany at all times had a license and insurance. This is a functional equivalent of a parking ticket, says her attorney. Uh, and so uh, I guess she's now busted. And no, and it's not the equivalent to... of a parking ticket. No. <laughs> you don't have your license on you and you're operating a vehicle. That, that's different. That's not a parking ticket. Mm -mm. No. No. Uh, her freedom to drive her own car was reinstated just a few months before her conservatorship was termi terminated, right. right? So this is all new to her. And I will say that maybe if life is a lot for you, right, and you're yeah. dancing around your house with knives and you're yeah, doing um, other stuff like renewing your, your driver's license or renewing your insurance, she needs to have people to make sure those things are That's gone That's actually a her. scooter there, I guess, right? yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, dancing Brittany. around with knives. There we go. Yeah, no. Yeah, this is a video that was released recently. But maybe she can get back to her horses. Maybe she can. She just has some... She needs people around her that will take care of the day-to-day -day stuff. Make sure she has a driver's license. Make sure she... You know, some people, they maybe the day-to-day the -day stuff gets away from them. I think right? she could hire, like, uh, someone in her entourage to be her, like, life coach. Right. Yeah. You know, make Something sure you like have that. homeowner's insurance, car insurance health insurance, all the things that you need. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you want to talk about um, hot flashes? Hot flashes. This, I don't know if this story is a pile of crap or not, but let me just say. <laughs> <laughs> From the new study, people, the yes. headline reads, menopause hot flashes may indicate a higher risk of Alzheimer's disease. To which I say... New research shows how hot flashes and night sweats might indicate that you have a higher risk of Alzheimer's. 
Uh-huh. Uh, they say women are about twice as likely to develop Alzheimer's disease than men. We knew that. They don't know exactly why the majority of the cases are in women. And so researchers previously looked at the relationship between menopause and Alzheimer's, including one study published earlier this year that found early menopause may increase the risk. Now, new research shows common menopause symptoms like hot flashes may indicate a higher risk of Alzheimer's. Well, this indicates to me they don't know. They have no idea. Well, the, know the study, study people—they're really they're, busy, Kim. They're you really know, stabbing in the track. dark on this one. It's hard a, to keep track. Study presented at the 2023 annual meeting of the Menopause Society in Philadelphia. The what? Wait, that's what? a real—that's an after party right there. Sorry, honey, I have to go <laughs> off to the Menopause Society meeting. <laughs> it's a real fun time. Uh, investigated if hot flashes are associated with adverse Hello, I'm with biomarkers. The menopause society, do you have a moment to talk? That's a door slam right there. <laughs> the study builds on previous research about the connection between hot flashes and brain health, including one study last year that found people who experience hot flashes tend to have more white matter uh, hyperintensities, which is a brain biomarker linked to an increased risk of Alzheimer's. So they also looked at your vasomotor symptoms uh, or hot flashes and night sweats in 248 people with a uterus and at least one ovary, ages 45 to 67. The participants were either late perimenopausal or postmenopausal. And the researchers in this particular study found, again, of only 248 people, right, that women who have hot flashes, study. particularly... Come on, study people, you could do better. That's not a big sample. Uh, particularly those that occurred during sleep might and I emphasize the might have a higher risk for Alzheimer's. They also found that a greater number of sleep hot flashes was associated with an increased likelihood of Alzheimer's. So, eh, okay. I knock on wood. I've been really lucky that so far I haven't had any hot flashes, but some people do, some people don't. And I don't know what that means, but I just, I don't know. It this seems sometimes like they don't know what they're doing. So they study these things, they come out with something and they make this big proclamation and it doesn't necessarily it gets really you all mean hot anything. and bothered. Yeah. Oh, Sandy says I'm past menopause, never really had hot flashes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So hot and bothered, get it? Gets yeah. you all hot and bothered. You just decided to. <laughs> all the ladies on. in menopause are like, thanks, John Daly. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, there's, uh, I think, let's see here. Uh, John Watson says, I get hot flashes now and then. I don't think I'm going through menopause. Um, there, menopause. There are some legit um, conditions that can cause menopause, like if you menopause. have low testosterone. Mm. Um, so uh, if that's the case, and if it really is the case, talk to your doctor about getting your testosterone checked. Talk to your doctor about what's right for you. Ask your doctor if testosterone is right for you. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's like I, these studies sometimes, I just think they're... Oh, study people. They don't know. You've lost no Kim. And Until then at the tomorrow. end of the study, they're like, more study is needed. Well, then why don't right. you come out and tell me it's hot That's flashes? That's because they're trying then. to keep their study people jobs. And you have all the people that have hot flashes are they now like, oh, money, here's Kim. another thing. They need more money so they can keep mm. the, 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 uh, the study industrial complex going. That's I what guess. it really is. Whatever. Um, let's move on to Seinfeld. Are you a Seinfeld fan? So I, w I wouldn't call myself a fan, but if it was on, I would watch it yeah. and it would always crack me up. And there were some episode episodes that 
you know, that I still remember to this day as being so funny. So, yeah. Yeah. I was kind of like uh, medium hot on it mm-hmm. when it originally aired. And then um, my sister bought tickets to go see him live in Oakland. And we did. It was really funny because when we left, it was the Fox Theater. As we were leaving, we were driving away. We realized his car was in front of us. <laughs> And so just spontaneous... How do you know it was his car? Did it say Seinfeld Oh, it was it? like a town car. And like oh. we were, it, it, we were, it took a while to get out and we mm-hmm. could see he get, he was getting into his car and then we could, you know, we saw it in front of us. It was like a, a Lincoln town car, you know, the windows are dark. Anyway, yeah. we spontaneously decided to be kind of stalkers. So we just kind of like drove behind them because we were getting on the freeway anyway. Um, but it, it was kind of funny because it seemed like something out of Seinfeld, you know, like we were following him. <laughs> um, but then we decided that might be creepy. And then we... Uh, we uh, went a different direction. Um, but Seinfeld has teased a secret about the polarizing Seinfeld series finale. A lot of people didn't like the ending to the show. Um, he says he was, he was doing a stand-up show in Boston on Saturday. I have a little secret for you about the ending, but I can't really tell it. Uh, the comic said on stage as seen in video, the uh, comedian was responding to an audience member who shouted out asking if Seinfeld liked the ending of his hit series in which he starred with and created uh, with Kirby and your enthusiasms um, Larry David. Yeah. Here's what I'll tell you, okay? But you can't tell anybody. Something's going to happen that has something to do with that ending, he teased. Going on to say that that's, uh, whatever that something is, it hasn't happened yet. He added, and just what you're thinking about, Larry and I are also thinking about it, so you'll see. Yeah, so it's been a long time. You know, so does that mean like there's going to be some type of Seinfeld reunion or something? It sounds like they're probably going to do some kind of reunion to, to create like a de facto like a uh, new ending, oh, right? Okay. Like to re- redo the ending somehow or, you know, um, really end it somehow. I don't know. But um, mm. yeah, the show's very popular. When I go home, my mom watches it. It's basically on repeat. It's yeah. on loop. And now that she has it on Netflix, it's like, yeah, that's her That's her jam. Um, what's, she loves what's Kramer, the, of course. What's the one that stands out most to you? Episodes? Yeah. Oh, that's really tough. Um, you guys have a favorite know. in the chat? I don't know if there's a particular episode. Um, I do like Kramer. Mm-hmm. Um, George, of course, I think is the perfect character. Hello, I feel that that show Newman. would not have been funny without, obviously, without the ensemble ensemble cast. Ensemble like, cast, yeah. He, he's kind of funny. Like, and as a comedian, it's funny. But in terms of a show, that show would be nothing without the supporting characters. And it kind of sucks. Yeah. They don't get royalties. Like, really? Uh, he, all the royalties uh, of the show go to uh, Seinfeld. And because it's in syndication, I get the syndication rights. It goes to Larry David and Seinfeld. So they got rich because most of the money has come from the repeats, right? Because it's been off the air a long time. I thought if you were an actor in a series, you get royalties. Something about the way that the deal was made and maybe because it's syndication, there's something about it. But that, yeah, you can look look it up. Google it. Um, The other actors, they they did not get rich (laughs) off of uh, Seinfeld. I mean, they got paid. They got paid for the episodes they did, but they didn't get that, that syndication money. That was um big hands close talker <laughs> yeah the close talker yeah. was a good one uh soup nazi no soup for you that's a good one vicky says soup nazi junior mint in the surgical yeah. wound that's <laughs> a good one too yeah festivus for the rest of us absolutely oh, yeah. john i love the airing of grievances we might need to do that again here the great airing of grievances uh the, what the woman that always wore the same dress a lot of people not fans i don't know uh, shrinkage. Gordon says shrinkage. That was a really yeah. good one. I like that episode yeah. when they stole the um, the rye bread from the old woman. They're like running down the street. Like, <laughs> you have my rye. I like the one where he does. He forgets his girlfriend's name. 
or the oh. woman he's dating and he's she says it rhymes it with with dolores right 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 <laughs> Oh, anyway. All right. There's another story. And I know we're running out of time, but I, I think I teased this one and I really wanted to get to it. We have a nice Do nine you, minutes. Does anybody take their phone into the bathroom with them? Oh, I was like, where are you going with this? Does anybody? I think I have yeah, it on me. Right. Do well, you like scroll down? Are you, do you take it as like a time waster? So when you're oh. going in there, you're reading while you're on the potty. No, no. Cause there's enough bacteria on your phone anyway. You don't take it in there for sanitary reasons? No, I have it on me, but it's like in my pocket, but I'm not going to pull it out and use it. Um, there's no? enough bacteria on it. You know that phones are really gross. Yeah, they so are. Why I, would I like you, to clean mine often. Why would you want to add to that party? Uh, well, Don't want a bacterial after party. It's more than just the sanitary situation that is it's unhealthy to take your phone into the restroom with you. And that is data from a gastroenterologist in San Francisco who claims that doing this, you know, taking your phone and reading it and scrolling and Facebooking, whatever, when you're, you know, having a seat on the throne, increases the amount of time you spend on the throne. Uh, this apparently leads to increased strain on your parts that you're using to <laughs> empty your your uh, intestines yeah, and bladder. Yeah, yeah, and that can lead to some pretty gross stuff, uh, some health issues that you don't want, including fissures and prolapse. So these are things that, you know, it's like... You said fissures. Fissures. Not fissures. 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 Like, fissure. Imagine somebody in there, like, fish fishing. No, not, you're not fishing. No, don't be fishing in <laughs> there. Don't be no. fishing in the toilet. No, but apparently don't do it. Don't take your phone into the restroom and read books on the toilet. And yeah. But you know what? A lot of people do take paper books into the we have the the uncle john's bathroom reader in our bathroom I've, I've it's never like a trivia book. needed that much time this is not like yeah. one of those tests where like can i get extra time oh, no i don't need extra time like one of a very few men because most of the men in my life spend a long time in there oh there it's you like go a, stereotyping they take a break again. yeah <laughs> take um, a fiber supplement yeah you don't need to don't take your phone into the potty that's what i'm uh, saying yeah that's not the potty that's not the after no. potty uh, we've been uh, putting off talking about Powerball, so we should probably mention it. Uh, Powerball One, goes nuts, so it's updated. It's uh, $1.73 billion now. Crazy. 1.73, because nobody has won since mid-July. And so because of the new rules and the way they've structured the Powerball, this thing has been allowed to swell. It's now the second highest jackpot in Powerball history, and I am telling you, it's ready to pop. Now, will it pop your way? Somebody might have to win, but it's a one in 300 million chance, so the chances aren't good for you. But yeah, 1.73 billion. I think they said that if you take the cash payout, if you did win, it would be like $850 million. I'm okay with that. You I like how people that? get all mad about that. I'm like, no, I'm fine with that. You're going to give that to me right now? I'm good. I'm fine. Uh, but, you know, there are 18 states where you can um, actually get the money anonymously. Okay. I think that's a great idea because my first plan, if I won, was to form an LLC and hide yeah. behind it so that no one knew exactly. The, the Radio Pirates LLC. Right. That's, that's exactly it. So Yarr. what are the, we're not one of those states, right? 
no, unfortunately. And that's why when you win, they say you have to, you know, you have to, um, when you win, <laughs> you have yeah. to get a lawyer who <laughs> as deals if it's with imminent. This. Yeah. You, you have to, get, <laughs> you have to get a financial expert, you know, a financial yeah. planner, blah, blah, blah. Um, but that's the thing that sucks because you think about it. Somebody could, if, if a lot of people know you, right. Especially if right. you're a known person or you have a lot of acquaintances, uh, everyone's going to come after you. And, um, unfortunately there's the nefarious part of that right somebody what if somebody wanted to you know kidnap somebody over it over money these I think are the things my honest. husband worries about he always says no if we won like one point he doesn't want to win 1.73 billion yeah. he said that's when people start coming after you and you have to move to a gated community and your whole life changes you're like yeah right? i gave it away i gave it all away yeah see it's all give gone it away, see? Give it away don't have now. it anymore <laughs> well um, there's the, the states the yeah. states include Arizona, Arkansas, Delaware, Georgia, Illinois, Kansas, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Mon Montana, New Jersey, uh, North Dakota, South Carolina, Texas, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Yeah, I don't think you should have to say who you are. I yeah. think you should maybe, be able to keep it private. Maybe you want to move to uh, Wyoming. No, I or don't. Montana. No, no, thank you. Missouri? <laughs> No, 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 no. Can't imagine a place I'd rather Texas? not live than Missouri. No, no offense Arkansas? to the Missourians. No. no, no, thank you on Arkansas. Mm -mm. No, not going to happen. There is, though, one very lovely person who's now passed away that did give away his entire fortune. Just one. One lovely person was money. Well, yeah. This is Charles Feeney. And John, you are the one that sent me this story. Tell me about Mr. Feeney, because he he did something that was really selfless, I think. Yeah, he was a, a pioneer of duty-free shops and a shrewd investor in technology startups. He gave away nearly all of his $8 billion fortune in, uh, to charity, much of it quietly as he as he made it. And he died Monday in San Francisco, actually. Uh, yeah. So you may have run, up, run into him. He was 92 years old. His death was announced by... Atlantic Philanthropies, a group of foundations that he started and funded since the 1980s. And get this, he lived in a modest rented apartment in San Francisco. Maybe wow. he was my neighbor. In December 2016, uh, with his donation of $7 million to his alma mater, Cornell, for student community service work, Mr. Feeney officially emptied the Atlantic Philanthropies accounts. It also fulfilled his pledge to give away virtually all of his wealth before he died, a rarity in the philanthropic yeah. uh, world. Um, yeah, because you get all these rich people that promise, right? They're like telling Bill Gates and, uh, oh, don't worry, I'm going to give away all their money. And then, Jeff, and then Jeff Bezos is like, well, I've given away some money, you know, I've given away. So Mr. Feeney, he gave away, what is it? What was he, $8 billion $8 he had? $8 billion. And he had a couple of kids and he left them, he said, a modest sum. He called it two, $2 million dollars. Right, they I'll each got it. two two million, yeah, and <laughs> enough to keep them. Like maybe they have to work, or maybe they have to be frugal with their money if they want that two million to last the rest of their lives. Right, because you can't live in San Francisco and buy a house and then not have to work with two million. You probably pay one point five for your house, and then that's not enough for retirement. So you still have to work. So, and I like that he's not just turning these kids into spoiled people. Right. I get that not all of us are going to get $2 million gifted to us, but considering that he had $8 billion and what he managed to do with all that money and, and what's interesting about the way he gave it away is he did it often anonymously. It would come through. Oh, oh I think always. 
Always, yeah. Checks yeah. that couldn't be traced Cat- or cashier's checks. An anonymous donor. Like he never wanted to be named. He never wanted the credit. He just wanted to give money where it would help and to people that, you know, to organizations and people that would it would benefit. And I what a guy, honestly. Yeah, he yeah. um he gave aid to both sides of the uh, conflict in Ireland. Uh, the IRA and the Protestant Loyalist paramilitary group helped secure the Good Friday Agreement in 1998 after decades of violence. He was invited to join leaders of the United States, Britain, and Ireland at the birth of a power-sharing government in Belfast. Um, but his name never appeared on the 1,000 buildings on five continents that he gave $2.7 billion to fund. Isn't That's that something? Crazy. What a like, no-ego kind of guy just trying to do the right thing. Yeah, and he moved all his money to Bermuda, but he did it for a good reason. He wanted to give away that money. And so I guess if you're going to offshore a bank account, uh, this is the reason to do it, right? To keep keep the money so you can give it away. Right. Instead of, you know, paying paying exorbitant amount of taxes where you'll pay, you know, $20,000 for an ashtray or a lamp on a submarine, then um, what, Jacob? Oh, I have to take you to the piano? I guess the after party's over. <laughs> Apparently, Jacob has informed me he needs to go to piano. Well, it is 104, so at least you have one <laughs> producer in the family. I guess so. That's so funny. That's why it's called the after party. That's why it's called the after party, says Jacob. All right. Um, anyway, Mr. Feeney, that's really lovely. I'm so glad that uh, that you did that. And, um, and I'm sad that he's passed away, but what a nice person. And somebody else is yeah. going to pass away if they don't stop bothering you. thank you for joining us on the after party it's time to put my mom hat on and take my party hat off apparently yeah well have a great afternoon uh jacob shout out to petaluma 94952 aloha everybody thank you for the contributions thank you for spending this hour with us we'll be back tomorrow and when we come back we'll talk about uh the ceo that wears his jeans in the shower what? what in the world for that and more on the after party live have a great afternoon you guys have a great bye afternoon. bye bye